0: Brighton Talks Sex, the sex Sex. education we never had at school. You're listening to Brighton Talks Sex. Sponsored by She Said Boutique. Bringing to you the finest selection of designer lingerie, burlesque fashion, adult toys and erotica. So I'm sitting here with Lucy. And Lucy was here with us at Brighton Talk Sex a few weeks ago, talking about porn. (laughs) And for me personally, it changed my opinion. Mm, Thank you. (laughs) My view, my feelings towards porn, Mm -hmm. let's say. Um, Yes, I just
1: wondered if you could... I had a few people say that to me, that they came up to me afterwards and said it changed their opinion, Um, Mm. especially when I put it on Facebook. So before I did the talk, I put a thread on Facebook for people to complete the sentence, porn Mm. is. And I was very, a bit surprised at the strong responses I got. Um, Most of them were from women, I noticed that porn is poisonous it 's toxic it 's dangerous, and mm. while I totally hear that because you know i 'm not very happy with kids watching some of the free tube sites online, um, we forget that porn is an umbrella porn is an umbrella term, and what we think of as porn tends to be the free tube sites that', pe- mm. that is very readily available and but actually there 's a really wide range of stuff you can find and as I said, that porn has always existed. Um, Since Mm. we started drawing phalluses on caves when we were living in caves, it's always existed. Um, Mm. I guess the issue today is that it's very, very readily available and it's very easy to access and there's a lot of controversy about that. Um, But at the same time, um, I don't want to make porn the enemy Um, because it's very easy to demonize something, especially as porn is something very provocative. Um, yes, it is a very male dominated industry. And yes, I'm not happy with all of the stuff that goes on there. Um, but when it comes to sexual expression in itself, that tends to be very provocative. And, Mm. um, I'm always very wary of demonizing porn or having a, a conversation that's black and white, not nuanced. Um, because, um... I think when when we think about porn and sexual expression, it always triggers our own values, attitudes and beliefs. And mm. we really need to think about that. What do we believe about sexual expression? Mm. Do we think that sex should only be between people who love each other in private? Um, I was reading a book called The Porn Trap, and that was one of the presumptions they made. And we need to challenge that, because mm. for some people that is how they prefer to have sex, but some people do enjoy. It's that thing that you mentioned
0: that, um, you know, it's, everyone has their own experience mm. of sex, and it's kind of who we, to judge that, what that is, if it's not causing any harm
1: exactly to anyone.
0: And I am fully aware that some porn industry does cause harm. I know. But we were, the way you were talking was really... Sh- you know, there's, I can't remember what you specifically said, but I just felt the room soften. There oh. was a la- uh, ladies particularly behind me that um, I could feel their anger, mm-hmm. that's the word, their, their anger towards porn. I could hear that. And, uh, yeah, their disgust at it. And it's just the way you spoke, it just softened that and someone came up to me as well and said that, you know, my whole feeling towards porn has actually been altered Exactly, by listening to that. So I just was wondering, I can't remember what the key words can... Oh you. God, I, I'm trying to remember because I, I,
1: I prepared that talk. I had so much material that I wanted mm. to share um, because I used to come from a place where I thought that porn was bad. I thought it mm. was evil. Not evil. I come from a religious background, so porn mm. is bad. And then I trained in sexology and I realised there's a whole... Range of porn out there made mm. by independent producers who really care about what they do. They see it as an art form and people, pre- performers who choose to do porn because they find it empowering. Mm. And I think porn ties in with sex work in that we're very quick to demonize something as black and white exploitation of women, misogynistic, without actually speaking to the performers. I think we may also assume that those women
0: are doing it for the money because exactly. they're in a circumstance where they. Need the money, but some women just may simply some women not have any issues around sex or their own bodies, and it may just be something they desire to
1: exactly. Share. And it's um, I, I like to quote. There was a famous porn star performer called Brie Olson. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in the news a few years ago because she was with Charlie Sheen, and there was all that controversy there. And she left the porn industry a few years ago, and she's written about it saying she had a great time in porn. It was a time of exploration for her, of fun. Um, but the worst thing about it was the stigma she received from being in porn. It mm. wasn't her experience, the industry itself. And I don't want to say this is every performer's experience. There are some women that are abused and are mm. exploited. I don't want to say that porn is all porn is definitely good. Um, I think that the stuff with the free tube sites, I'm not a big fan of that because it's free. The performers Mm. aren't being paid. um, And I think Mm. that if you're going to have sex on camera and you're doing it as a profession, you should be paid well. Mm. Just like with any work that you do, you want to be paid well and rewarded for it. And the free tube sites end up taking business away from independent producers and performers who put a lot of care and attention into their work and they're seeing Mm. their revenue go down. Um, So you're saying... Really, it's the quality of porn, not porn as a general umbrella. The quality of porn. It's
0: where we're going for our porn.
1: It's you know, I I, if you compare porn to food, you know, you can have junk food where you can go Mm. to McDonald's and have a quick Mm. burger, or you can go to Marks and Spencer, or you Mm. can go to a gourmet restaurant, and sometimes you may just want some french fries from mcdonald's but other mm-hmm. times you want to have some good quality erotica or porn that has a storyline and you know the performers are taken care of or you just really think this performer's hot
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and also when it comes to our values and attitudes about porn it kind of it can stir up our inner prudishness
0: mm-hmm. sometimes
1: about what is acceptable behavior Um, Mm. because porn is designed to be provocative, it can trigger some shame within women, because often it's women who have an objection to it, Mm. a a shame around their own sexuality, that here is a woman who is showing everything and being explicit and showing no shame, and this can trigger something. It's Mm. very, you know, if you think of the the centuries-old slut-shaming, Mm. Women still carry it, and men still carry that as well, that if you're seeing a performer who is showing no shame, who's showing that they enjoy sex, they could be acting, they could be hating it,
0: but Mm. they're showing
1: that that can trigger something within us of, oh, Mm. oh, that doesn't feel right.
0: So what do you think about porn pussy then, for example? Because I know that that's been something that goes around on social media that Girl, young girls particularly are comparing their bodies to Uh, porn stars, and you know (laughs) the the perfect porn pussy. Not that I can't, I can't bear that word.
1: I know. I I really don't like that, Um, especially as and um, we're encouraging women to have um, surgery. Yeah, and I'm not to have the perfect and get bleaching, yeah, vaginal bleaching, anal Mm. bleaching. I'm not a fan of that. Um, Mm. This is why I want to see more real vulvas being shown. Um, Mm. I think the solution isn't to ban porn and tell everyone how bad porn is. We just need better sex education with real bodies Um, because, you know, we know that kids are getting sex education from porn because Mm. the sex education they're getting is so bad. Porn is showing them that sex can be fun, it can be pleasurable, people can enjoy themselves. This is what kids are looking for. Mm. And so rather than saying we shouldn't watch porn, teaching them porn literacy. So yes, the vulvas you see in porn are not realistic because they probably had surgery. Here are some real vulvas or vulvas Mm. from most women. Um, In the same way that, you know, I like the analogy of you don't learn to drive a car by watching The Fast and the Furious. You don't learn how to have a happy marriage by watching EastEnders. No. Um, you know, we teach kids literacy about the media, that what you see in the media is not real life, it's not realistic. Mm. The same with porn. What yeah, you see it's in got porn, its place.
0: It's got its place. Well, and, and I personally feel that porn is fantasy, mm. and that's where it needs to stay. But when we try and make porn our reality, which is what, you know, some young kids do and some adults do. Oh, absolutely. It's, that's, the, that's where the lines got foggy.
1: Absolutely, because porn is fantasy, and that's Mm. all it's meant to be. It's it's meant to be a library of human fantasy. Um, One of my uh, colleagues, Galen Faust, who is a psychologist who especially talks about the psychology of kink and fetish, (coughs) he's a sex psychologist, I guess, and he says that porn is like the pantheon of the human unconscious. Mm. Everything that was hidden before is now online and visible to see. Mm. So everything that you see online in pornography has always existed within the subconscious mind. We can just see it now. Mm. And that's why it can be triggering, because there is a shadow side to our eros, just like there's a shadow side to our personality. Um, Yes, there's some porn that I really don't think is very healthy or very uh, loving or very consensual, and it's not teaching kids um, that, you know, this is what you want to be doing in bed with somebody. Mm but it means that parents need to start talking to their kids about sex Mm. and not just, don't do it, I don't want to know about it, or don't get pregnant.
0: I think there's also been an intermingling of porn violence, would you say? Um, That there's kind of... Some porn can be
1: aggressive, that's the word. I think the issue is is that when it comes to (coughs) statistics about porn, we have some, but they're not always conclusive. So Mm. even though there's a lot of anti-porn movement and there are some statistics that... There actually have been no real conclusive statistics that have proved that there's a direct correlation between porn usage and violence. Mm -hmm. I know this sounds a bit um, kind of, no, that can't be right because kids are watching violent porn. Um, I I can't quote all the scientific stats from this, but Mm. we know that um, if we look at a lot of when it comes to the neuroscience of the brain on porn, there actually hasn't been a lot of very conclusive evidence that it definitely wires the brain a certain way. It doesn't mean that you know people aren't affected by watching porn and mm. that I'm happy for kids to watch violent porn. But we need to kind of... I guess porn can be very, very triggering, and there is mm. some very violent porn out there. Mm. But also there's a lot of porn that's just amateur
0: people. I think it's going back to what you
1: just said, that. To keep porn as to where
0: it is fantasy and, and porn isn't education.
1: It's not for education. anyone, whether
0: that's a teenager or an adult, it's you know, that's fantasy. That's not how women do want to necessarily be touched or,
1: or um, you know, have you seen the book treated? Have you seen the film The Notebook?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you think that's an accurate representation of how a relationship... No, 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 no exactly. It's a bit or... fluffy, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit fluffy. And when I look at the notebook, I think it doesn't look like a very healthy no. dynamic. No. You know, we watch rom-coms and mm-hmm. we expect... And we know that that's not how relationships really are. Yeah, but, yeah even so some people do
0: have, we, an we have an expectation. have an expectation.
1: Yeah. And so the same with porn. We can kind of look at porn and think oh, that's how sex should be. Mm. And actually without talking about it and questioning and doing the work of who am I sexually? What do I like sexually? Who am I as a sexual being? How do I feel about my sexuality? How do I feel about my genitals? Mm. Um, How am I able to experience orgasm? Do I self-pleasure regularly? Mm. These are topics that can be really, really sensitive because Mm. we don't tend to think about sex unless it's either something salacious and vulgar or something medical. And mm. um, there's not a lot of sex positivity in terms of embracing our sexuality and saying, actually, maybe I do like watching porn sometimes, but not all the time. Sometimes I like to have sex with my partner. It doesn't
0: make us a bad person.
1: It doesn't. No. Um, and it's I
0: very th- black and white.
1: It is. And I think even the most hardcore porn user will attest to the fact that porn doesn't replace. It's not the same as having sex with a real mm. live human being. Mm. Um, often they can use it as... Um, maybe an add-on or extension. Um, I quote a lot of Marty Klein, who Mm -hmm. is a sex therapist, and he said that often people will use porn because they know it will guarantee an orgasm at the end.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was just about to say, because um, some clients might have had porn addiction, Mm -hmm. and they can only come to a place of orgasm or ejaculation through the porn and not able with their... Yeah. Their partners, so what would you say there? That that's kind of desensitizing some kind of sense in I... them where it's all becoming visual and fantasy, and so there's not enough sensitivity in the body? Or... I would say
1: yes. Um, just like we can spend too long on our smartphones, and too long on our iPads, or mm. too long in front of the TV we can desensitise ourselves when it comes to porn so we can end up wiring our nervous system mm. so that we can only climax a certain weight, which is where your work comes in or mm. somatic healers' work come in or even just doing the work yourself of... Getting back in touch with your body and your felt sense, and tuning mm. into your own eroticism, so that you can climax in different ways, yeah. and you can find a new neural pathway to exactly. orgasm. There's not one way, is there? No, and no. one can, move <laughs> exactly. And, and I want to. I don't. I think porn can be a beautiful extension, like mm. you know, a cherry on top. It can be an accessory if you like. Mm-hmm. It can be one way to experience eroticism as long as it's not your only way. Mm. So, you know, often if people say to me that porn is crap, then you need to find better porn, find mm. better erotica, find exactly what turns you on. Because it can be really titillating to watch something that really gets your juices going and gets you engaged and turns mm. you on. And it doesn't have to be the free tube sites, it can be by feminist pornographers or watching an erotic show or reading, uh, looking at some erotic art and thinking, oh, God, that's really sexy. And enjoying that—that that yeah. I am getting turned on by watching this. Was it you that said that women get
0: turned on by watching things more? Like they could get turned on by
1: um. So generally, uh, I think they've proven that men tend to be more visually stimulated. Mm. Women tend to be more contextually stimulated, okay. more context-based. So
0: if the porn had a storyline.
1: Exactly, that that tends. This is what tends to appeal to women more is mm-hmm. when porn or erotica um, has a storyline to it, and mm. you feel a connection. So, you know, in Fifty Shades of Grey, I don't like the book, <laughs> but there's mm. a storyline to it. Mm. So, women are more likely, I guess, to read erotica than yes. men who tend to be more visually stimulated. It's just the way we're wired. Well, it's
0: also because our fantasies are very story-orientated as a woman. Exactly. You know?
1: Have you read the book My Secret Garden by Nancy Friday? No, I have Oh, haven't. my God, it's in my bookshelf. <laughs> she wrote that book in the 1970s. I'm just sweating that one down. It's <laughs> really good. Basically, she wrote that book. Um, she interviewed, I think, hundreds of women on their sexual fantasies. Right. Women's fantasies are messed up. Just as much as men's <laughs> fantasies. There are some really taboo fantasies mm. in there. Like every kind of taboo you can think of, women are fantasised about. Mm. And it's a kind of permission that it's okay that sometimes you fantasise about things that aren't very PC, mm. or that you fantasise about things that are really weird. Or you may fantasize about the same things as men fantasize. Yeah.
0: Doesn't Um, mean you want it in
1: your reality. Fantasy is not the same as wanting something in reality. No. And sometimes you can just allow yourself to enjoy that fantasy. Mm. Of, I have this particular kink, I don't really want to act it out in person, but I can go to it in my little library in my mind sometimes Mm. and enjoy it for myself. Because I know there's other ways I can enjoy my eroticism as well. Mm. It's, you know, I think we can get in this very one-dimensional way where we can only experience and express our sexuality and eroticism in one way. Oh, come on no Mm. that that makes you very boring
0: it does makes life dull doesn't it it? if there's only one way
1: to express something exactly and you know this is why you know if you're watching porn all the time that's also really boring yeah like if you're watching the same stuff all the time then oh come on you've got no imagination same
0: sex position
1: I know you know who
0: who wants that
1: (laughs) I know you know it's you know do you want to eat the same flavor of ice cream every time or we all have our favorites (laughs) but it's um just like we like to experiment with different kinds of cooking mm. or you know different kinds of painting or we like variety we need to include that in our sex lives as well mm-hmm. so sometimes you might just want what you might just want to watch porn to get off and that's okay tomorrow mm. you might decide to have a long self-pleasuring session or you might decide to do a long lovemaking session it's variety it's mm.
0: um i'm wondering whether women
1: particularly
0: find it competitive um especially if we like choose to watch it with our
1: partners I'm wondering whether that's something that could come up um I think Mm. watching porn for women can and also for men but it can provoke insecurity where that's the word I'm not skinny enough or Mm. you know my boobs are saggy or I haven't shaved Mm. (laughs) in a few weeks and so Mm. I'm quite hairy down there or I definitely do not have a bleached asshole or yeah. something like that. And yes, it I can. wasn't born with one. No one. Was. And that, yeah, that can provoke insecurity. But then yeah. it's up to us to kind of challenge that with self awareness. It's self awareness because yeah. at the end of the day, porn stars don't look like porn stars on their day off. Mm. On their, you know, when performers are doing porn, they've had their makeup done, they've mm. had their hair done, they probably have a person. They're, they're arseholes done. They've had their pussies waxed. Um, they probably have a personal trainer. They have to eat a special diet. Yeah. And when they're, when they're in the studio, they've got the lighting a certain way. They're mm. positioned a certain way. Of course. Porn stars don't look like porn stars when they're so not working. We're coming back to fantasy. It again, is fantasy, aren't we?
0: And really, you know, if you're going to use porn, to use it consciously it's having things when we use it unconsciously that
1: can be destructive exactly it's it's the same also with social media because when kids are looking at social media and looking at um (coughs) instagram influencers who are posting Mm. all these perfect pictures Mm. of them looking perfect and you and you need to ask them how long do you think it took them to take that one picture Mm. how much effort do you think went into that do you think they just Mm. snapped it without even thinking about it a Mm. lot of effort went into it nobody looks like that on a day off or a bad day? No, certainly not when we wake up in the morning. Hell no. <laughs> I don't look like that. On, you know, um, I, it's, you know I, I think of, if you think of, like, the, the porn performer you find the most sexy, mm. do you think she looks like that on a day off when she's on her period, mm. she hasn't washed her hair, mm. um, She her makeup's running down her face and it's mm. a really hot day? Mm. She doesn't look like that. No, of course not. And it's, it's, again, I think it's promoting porn literacy. Mm. Um, and if when it comes to kids or when it comes to your partner, actually confronting your own ickiness around porn. Because mm. if our kids are watching porn and we don't feel comfortable with that, that's going to provoke our own internal insecurities and hang-ups about sex.
0: I think maybe listening to you is about having a discussion with our children or our partner that uh, the the porn is safe porn mm-hmm. is what I'm trying yeah the the porn is safe porn so the, there is an agreement and that, that we have the ability to check in with ourselves like mm-hmm. you're saying is what is rising for me mm-hmm. but that to ban our no to ban it there is a possibility of using this safely
1: Exactly, and I think I would recommend for couples that if one partner really doesn't like her partner's porn usage Mm. because Marty Klein was saying this usually happens in heterosexual couples. Yeah, Usually, I'm not saying it's all the time. When it comes to same-sex couples, it doesn't come up as much. Mm. Um, Maybe it's finding an erotica that you can both enjoy. Mm. Um, It may be that you don't like the kind of porn that he likes, and that can feel quite uncomfortable knowing that he's getting off to that. Mm. Um, and I can't, you know, say a one-size-fits-all, but then it's finding an erotica that you like
0: and that mm. turns
1: you on. That doesn't mean just because we don't like it doesn't mean it's wrong. No, exactly. Um, it's as long as nobody is being intentionally hurt in yes. the video. Um, you know, I'm very much an advocate for trying to consume ethical porn. <laughs> but okay. Ethical, ethical, porn, do you, ethical porn is where the producers have paid their performers fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, because this okay. this does happen a lot. Um mm-hmm. there are porn festivals. You know, there's the London Porn Festival, there's a huge porn festival in Munich. It's it's difficult to find this stuff because you have to look for it. But there's, there's a museum in Amsterdam. There's a museum <laughs> and it's actually going out there and being proactive and finding yeah. porn that is <clears> good. <throat> mm. Some say is good does good, but where the performers are treated well mm. and where they've actually put a lot of thought into it. Um, mm. I mean there's even I found this Facebook page the other day about um, interviewing porn stars, and these were mainstream porn stars, mm-hmm. and they were being interviewed about their uh, experiences and their thoughts on porn and it was quite interesting that they all had a positive experience of porn. Mm-hmm. Um, they all believed they all agreed that it shouldn't be sex education and they all put a lot of work and thought into their performances. Um, where am I going with this? Um, sometimes it's confronting our own internal uh, insecurities around it hmm. and speaking to performers. Um, yeah. I did a training two years ago with a woman who'd been in porn for 20 years and mm-hmm. she said she had a great time. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying that this is everybody's experience. There are some people who have a very bad experience in porn, hmm. but it's, you know, getting down there, speaking to the performers, speaking to the producers, going to festivals, um, seeking out good erotica and allowing yourself to enjoy it. Hmm.
0: So you've used two words quite frequently, porn and erotica. Ah. So how would
1: you define? Is there a difference? Uh, I guess mm, I would say no, but I think mm. there. I think there is a, a some difference in that erotica is more titillating. Erotica mm. is more about suggestion. It feels more arty-farty to me. I know, but the thing is. This <laughs> but then maybe that's a presumption. But, you know, this is also interesting because I I, I also posed that question and people said, erotica is art, porn yeah. is, cl- is crass. Well, no, actually, a lot of porn is artistic. A yeah. lot of porn does have a lot of effort put into it and they've shot the scene a certain way. Um, often, when we think of erotica, um, yes, it, it's, it tends to be more suggestive mm-hmm. um, and more maybe more of a storyline but often there's there isn't often a clear defining line between what's porn and what's erotica okay um also I'm thinking of um a quote from there was a judge back in the 1990s in America who was uh deciding on a case about public profanity about porn I'll have to find the link and he said I'll know porn when I see it Mm. And we think that about porn. I'll know it when I see it. This Mm. is porn, this is not porn. Mm. Actually, how do we define it? It's not clearly defined, is it? It's not clearly defined. And we have this preconception that this is what porn looks like. And this Mm. is what it is. Therefore, it's bad. And therefore, it's exploitative against women. And this and this and this. Mm. But actually, there's a lot of nuance within it. Um, I'm just
0: feeling for myself as I'm listening to you. It's not just that porn has to come into its place in our lives, mm-hmm. um, in general, to uh, safeguard our children, mm-hmm. but to also uh, keep open communication, honest communication in our relationships. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's knowing cheap porn.
1: Cheap and, porn.
0: You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, cheap, maybe it's just cheap porn doesn't have a place in the world.
1: Maybe, um, but then I would also <clears throat> be devil's advocate. Mm. There's a lot of amateur porn where you have real couples who mm. upload videos of themselves having sex, and okay. they do that voluntarily. Mm. That is actually a very, very common search term in Pornhub mm. and Tube and all the other free tube sites. They're actually really popular, where people like seeing real couples uploading videos of themselves on their smartphone or on their webcam, mm. and that's free and that's mm. cheap. So, I think it's, again... So,
0: really, if someone's given permission, full permission, Mm. and are fully aware of what they're going into, then who are we to, you know, be judging someone's flavour,
1: as you say,
0: of sexuality?
1: And, you know, I would say that there is stuff on... There is a lot of stuff on tube sites where I think it wasn't consensual, Mm. and that's really icky. There is some stuff on tube sites where I think... Yeah, that person is definitely being exploited um, yeah. and that doesn't make me feel good, especially I don't like the, some of the titles they use for these videos mm-hmm. that are really derogatory, um, but there is other stuff you can find um, and at the same time being mindful that when you do use the free tube sites, you're driving traffic to them, giving them more money and revenue and advertising and it's taking money away from producers who really care about the work they do. Mm. Um, I think it's you know, I think it's maybe it's the sign of the times we live in and that we expect more stuff to be available for free. Um, mm, you know, the free, it doesn't mean quality. You know, free doesn't honesty. mean quality. And it um, becomes
0: abusive.
1: Yeah, and it's you know, I think there's a lot of move towards being ethical consumers Mm. when it comes to the food we buy and we Mm. eat and the clothes we wear and the cosmetics we use. Mm. We should be doing that for sex. Exactly. You know, there's, Mm. there's, you know, there's a more movement to have eco-sex. So you're having eco-friendly sex toys and eco-friendly lubricants and Mm. eco-friendly condoms. Um, Mm. You know, you can get vegan um, pleather which is if you want to do kink and BDSM but you don't want to use real leather you use pleather or you know leather alternatives Mm. so it's being mindful of what we're consuming and who we're paying or not paying and where our money is going.
0: So um, you suggested before specific porn sites Can yeah you, you share those there are us again
1: um so um i really recommend erica lust i think most mm-hmm. people recommend her because she deliberately makes female friendly porn um, and she treats the performers very well uh there was candida royale who was in i don't know if she's alive anymore but she has been a veteran in the porn industry for a long time mm-hmm. she made female friendly porn and um, there's a new website called balessa um which is female-friendly porn and erotica for women um there's make love not make love not porn which is user-generated content where people upload videos of themselves having sex and you pay a monthly fee or whatever Mm -hmm. uh just going through my mental file of um sometimes if you do if you i need to find some more sites also tumblr I know that's a social media site, but you can actually find a lot of porn on there, um, like erotic photos and short videos, and you can mm-hmm. find anything that you're into on there. Um, mm, I need to do a mental list of other ethical pornographers I know, because I know there's a lot of people out there, but they're mm. often not very well known, because they don't have a big budget. So maybe that's something we could add Yeah, I'd like to do that, I'd add a list of good... alternative porn sites and places Mm -hmm. to look at. And also Nina Hartley. Mm. Um, Nina Hartley has been in porn for a very long time Mm. and her videos um, can be very, uh, some of them are quite extreme sometimes because they often involve a lot of bondage. Um, But often her scenes tend to be a more from an empowered female perspective. Mm. Um, So look out for the stuff that Nina Hartley does. She also does a lot of sex education stuff as well and couples. Uh, educational videos that are erotic as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you've really for
0: me as well, during this conversation, it's really highlighted to me how important a new sex education is in schools mm-hmm. um because children children teenagers are seeking more exactly. and because it's not available, they're getting it from porn mm-hmm. um. But also that's not teaching them relationships or intimacy or or pleasure. Or pleasure. Exactly. And it's not saying that all of those things are acceptable Mm. either. Or permission. You know, it's almost like they're not getting permission for it. They're just
1: No, and I think this is a big part in sex coaching, which is Mm. giving clients permission to want what they want, to desire Mm. what they desire and to be sexual beings. Yeah. I think it's, you know, A lot of parents don't like the idea of their kids being sexual. Well, actually, they are. Um, Well, the world stops if they're not, so... I know, exactly. (laughs) Sex is why we're here. And actually, we are sexual all throughout our lifespan. Mm. And while it makes you feel uncomfortable, we need to accept that... Kids are interested in sexuality, teenagers mm. are interested in sexuality, as long as see, what we show them is age appropriate, and we're aware of what is age appropriate. and what teaching isn't. them to
0: be safe, isn't it?
1: Do I mean, it's at school, they're just
0: taught the mechanics. You put this there, that there, and you get a baby or an STD. They're not no. really taught anything beyond this, and so no wonder they are going elsewhere For themselves to explore.
1: And they're not taught that sex can be fun and that it is fun. And this is the reason that most people have sex. It's Mm. because it's fun, because it feels good, because it's to be intimate. And, Mm. you know, it's this underlying message that sex is bad. It's Mm. dirty. It's dangerous. Be safe and have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Be safe. Have fun. Know your body. Know Mm. your own body first. um, Mm. Enjoy it. Um, if you're not enjoying it then you need to change something and something's wrong. Because mm. so if you're not if both of you is not having fun or one of you is not having fun, that mm. means that it's not going well.
0: Mm. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. Lucy. Thank you, Michelle. You have been listening to Brighton Talk Sex. Audio hosted by Michelle Roberton. For more information, please visit brightontalksex.com.